Yo, I put it like wow. This the sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bail. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tau. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. It's Monday in Cleveland. Um, cold and not cold at the same time. Uh, it is the morning after uh, the NBA All-Star. Uh, LeBron hitting the fadeaway right in front of Michael Jordan. Uh, an epic moment. Didn't think I'd ever get to see LeBron James do his thing in real life. Crazy times. Crazy times. In Cleveland, the guy from Cleveland hits the dagger it was awesome um really great facility i mean listen the Cavs have a nice young team this year but to have the king back and for him to do it you could feel the love for him and there. steph curry not getting the same response by the way they do not like him here um not sure what the vibe is there but either way hey steph curry put on a show 50 points incredible night um, and before we get into the show uh let's quick uh catch up on America and I love the business of sport right so less and less I'm involved in sort of the fame and all of that side um, you know I played in football so I think that that for me has become less and less of a thing I'm always interested in what are the billionaires doing um, because that really we're in a time I think where people love the sports stars and they become the heroes but ultimately, the billionaires build the business, right? Sports stars come and go. They'll sell you. You'll move on. You'll retire. But billionaires want to build things over 30, 40, 50 years. Their family's going to carry it on. They very rarely sell in America. It's very, very rare. You've got to be a terrible human and have the league kick you out. But it's guaranteed, as it stands, $200 million a year. That's not a business you just want to let go of. Uh, you extrapolate that over 10 years. I mean, you do the numbers. So... It's an awesome business to be involved in. The NBA did an incredible job. Cleveland, a complicated city. Very, very complicated. If you're in South Africa, you could probably relate to Cleveland. Um, very different to New York um, and very different to California and even Philadelphia. Um, the zoning is very interesting here. It's a, it's a massive, massive city. It's, I could relate it better to Johannesburg than the other cities. It's spread across uh, vast land and it's a mixture of... There can be rural, very close to the city, 15-minute drive away from the city, which is a super interesting setup because I guess whenever we see America, you only ever see New York um, or the best parts, in inverted commas, of it. And we're in Cleveland where there's just people working, you know, just people doing stuff, um, just people at a convenience store buying a, two, a $2 sandwich. That's what's going on here. So really, really interesting time. Um, very cold here. And I would say cold by South African standards, not by European or American standards. I've been in colder in, in America, uh, but it's cold. It, it was between minus 7 and minus 15 centigrade. So it's been interesting. But ultimately, we arrived four days ago um, and we checked into our hotel. It's in the middle of nowhere. We are literally in the middle of nowhere. There were no hotel spaces available in town uh, or anywhere close to downtown where all of the action is. 
but good times, good times, nice hotel. They're looking after us. Um, and I'm not really a hotel person. And some of the, some, some of the frustrations of staying at a hotel have expressed themselves. And this hotel's quite old, but it is what it is, I guess. Like no kettle, you know, no kettle here. What do I do if I want a cup of tea or something? Uh, tea, not a big thing in America so far that I've seen. Found a shop in the middle of Cleveland, uh, Stone Fruit Coffee. Very, very nice. I had uh, uh, some people looking after me and I said, hey, it's the first good good cup of coffee I've had since I've been in America. And I'm not in the lying business. It was the first good cup of coffee. I mean, we were in L.A. I had some absolute toilet water that they were selling for $5 um, a cup. Absolute toilet coffee. Luckily, I bought my own coffee with me. So as we move forward, I'll be drinking my own coffee until I find another stone fruit, I guess. Stone fruit coffee. Very good. Uh, first proper cup of coffee I've had since I've been in America. It's a blend. So they're, they're into blends here. Uh, I, I don't know if the single origin specialty coffee is a big thing here. So we'll see. I mean, I've, I've only got four cities to, to judge it off. Uh, but so far, coffee rating for America, toilet. Absolute toilet. Stone fruit coffee, though, not bad. It'll work. I've got better coffee with me. But otherwise, America so far, it's, it's been a journey. It's, it's been a journey. We're learning. I'm learning. I'm learning how to uh, fit my business in. Um, it's been interesting with a little bit of jet lag, but we're settled now. So this week, I fully uh, – we will be doing seven podcasts full length. Uh, and for now, it will be just me. I am here with Ryan. Uh, he's doing his thing, social media, and moving and grooving on that front. But we will be doing the podcast and um, serving it back to you um, as we were doing before. So last week, a little bumpy, you know, no excuses. So, I mean, I'm not going to apologize. Might as well uh, just fix it, and we'll get straight back to it. But we're back to regular programming this week. We will be in Kansas tonight, and then we will roll. So if you are in South Africa, great. But if you're in America, thank you for joining us. Thank you for joining the podcast and, and listening up and hearing what we've got to say about your country. America, cool country. Like as, as much as I think people give it flack, if you're the best, people are always going to give you flack. That's just how it is. It's still the greatest country in the world, in the Western world anyway, to live in. Um, I mean, I guess if you're from other parts of the world, America is not for you. But if you're in the Western world, it is still the gold standard. And when you're here, you can see why. You know, for all of its uh, shortcomings, it is convenience on another level, considering there's 300 million people. It comes with its complications. Uh, but everything is done on the next level. Uh, I mean, nobody gets pageantry like America. It doesn't matter where you are, by the way. It does not matter where you are. It is a big show everywhere. Cleveland, still a big show. You go downtown, there, there are showmen and showwomen on another level. It was... But here's what's interesting. So, you know, European culture for me has evolved slightly past the hotel culture. I mean, the Brits still love a hotel. Hotels are still a big thing in America. Like, you know, for me, I'm, I don't want to say repulsed. That's a bit strong. But I didn't think hotels would survive. It's like, it's it's a really clunky way to accommodate people, you, you know, because you can't really check in online. There's still a lot of like front desk stuff. And for me, I don't like that. I don't like front desk, check-in, can I have this, can I have that? Airbnb is a saving grace for me, right? Is get out of my way. I want to just have the housing and let me buy my own food. Let, let me buy my own coffee. Let me have hot water. Let me wash my own clothes. And I'm a super independent person. 
you know, if you came into my personal life, I don't really enjoy kind of adjusting to other people's schedules because it's not, it's not my, it's not my vibe. It's why I choose to live on my own and it is what it is. But, you know, when you're moving and grooving like we have been in America is it's been a lot of hotel living, which is, it's interesting for me. It's, it's definitely not to be repeated though. Um, when I travel on my own, definitely an Airbnb guy. I'll tell you that much. So if you come to America, the hotel situation is big. I mean, I saw Daryl Morey, who, who's now running the Philadelphia 76ers, like in a hotel. I mean, it's one of the nice ones. I, I forget which one. I think it was the Marriott. Um, so it's still quite a thing. You, you'll see in the movies people saying, I'm staying at the Marriott. So that's a thing. Like I saw him and some bigwigs uh, at the Marriott. People dress up really nicely. Those who know me uh, know that I just wear tracksuit pants every day. I, I do not care about what I look like. So I, I walked in the Marriott with tracksuit pants and a hoodie and I was super underdressed because they were all in, I would imagine were like $20,000 suits, definitely tailored. And I mean, make no mistake. I, I was wearing my suit yesterday. Obviously I had to go see LeBron James. I'm not pitching up like a bum to see the great man. Um, so that, that was cool. I wore my suit, but Daryl Morey, although Daryl Morey was wearing a 76ers top, but everyone else around him, suits, top, the ladies are dressed to the nines, all of the makeup in the world on their faces. So the Marriott is where you want to be. And the Hilton was where everything was happening for the NBA. So that was very, very cool. NBA All-Star Weekend. Um, congratulations to the city of Cleveland. Um, speaking to a few people on the streets, Cleveland, very complicated city. Very, very complicated city. It is not the America you see on TV. It is, uh, it is your working class American who, who's just the backbone of any economy is the working class. Uh, you know, so often we, we look to the billionaires and gajillionaires, but the reality is people who work, people who grind, people who move snow, people who shovel snow. Those are the people. Most of the people are not LeBron James. And it, it was really, really cool to hear people speak with great affinity to their city because it doesn't get much love uh, from international people. Most travelers obviously want to go to New York, LA or whatever. So very, very cool. And in terms of America so far, so good. I mean, so far, so good. Besides having to stay in hotels, which is oh, man, oh man, it's tough. It's a tough way to do it. But hotels will live on. It seems like Americans are still living in hotels and they still believe in it. And the point system is still a big thing here. You know, earn your points, get free stay at hotels. Still a thing. Still a thing. So I'm not sure how that works for long-term travelers. But yeah, very good. NBA All-Star Weekend. Congratulations to the NBA. Congratulations to the city of Cleveland. And I'm also happy for the people of Cleveland because they were like, okay, well, it's time for people to get out of our city now. The traffic's too much. So <laughs> so there was also that. So very, very good. I'm, I'm glad to be here. And we will move on to Kansas. Uh, people are going to say, we're not in Kansas anymore. Well, we're not in Kansas yet. So that's what's what. All right, coming up on the show today, uh, back to regular programming. As I said, uh, I'll tell you where I was right, where I was wrong. And obviously, uh, for those who didn't see, we were at Boston against Philadelphia. James Harden has joined them. I'll tell you why I think it didn't work uh, in Brooklyn and um, well, and why I think it's uh, that's an absolute dumpster fire. And then Romelu Lukaku, again, a dreadful record. Um, that Romelu Lukaku has got the least touches in the history of the Premier League for a full game. Just incredible. I'll tell you my thoughts on Lukaku. I've had my thoughts before. Uh, I'll let you know what I think of that. Where I was right, where I was wrong, uh, Kyrie Irving and uh, the Brooklyn Nets. Tell you why that was a disaster. And then we'll finish off on Romelu Lukaku. All right, let's get into it. Um, where I was right, where I was wrong. 
Where I was right. Listen, Stan Kroenke is clearly not the problem, right? Uh, to Arsenal fans, I don't want to hear the nonsense of Stan Kroenke being the issue. Arsenal were a mess long before Stan Kroenke took over. You were a mess for five, six years before Stan Kroenke became the main ownership. Stop telling me about Arsene Wenger and how great he was. He was 10 years past sell-by date. You let... Listen, he's not a billionaire. I I love uh, Arsene Wenger, but he's a football manager. He has no clue how to run a billion-dollar business. And you ran it like a spaza shop. If you don't know what that means, it's a low-cost shop, right? For far too long. They've just won the Super Bowl. Stan Kroenke will go for it. He's now fixing the problems of five or six years of mediocrity. It's a culture thing, and I was dead right. Stan Kroenke, billionaire, smart guy, big business guy, multiple teams that he owns. Arsenal a problem, not the Kroenkes. I don't want to hear it from Arsenal fans anymore. All right, where I was wrong. Arsenal might be top four now. I said Arsenal will take four or five years. Mikel Arteta, the Kroenkes, have turned it around in just two seasons. Absolutely incredible. And I was wrong. I was wrong. Mikel Arteta, he, he looks ready now. And again, he got rid of Aubameyang and they look just fine. They look just fine. So a brilliant, brilliant job, Mikel Arteta and to the Kronkies. Where I was right, Bukayo Saka's the guy. He scored another goal. He's another guy. He's the guy. He's not a guy. He's the guy. Arsenal, you've got something special there. If Arsenal don't make top four next season, big problems. Big problems. Because you're going to need to pay a guy like him. The kids now aren't the same as back in the day. Right? They want to win. Jack Grealish left Aston Villa. Who would have ever thought? Who would have ever thought? These new kids are different. They want to win now. Harry Kane, Tottenham, through and through. And through. Harry was ready to leave. He says, it's not enough to be loved by my own. There's the internet now. I want to win. My career is short. And they understand when you win in your career, that means more money after your career. They know that. Businesses can no longer control these guys. They are millionaires. They are worth hundreds of millions of pounds on their own. Bukayo Saka will understand that. He's got good people on his side. Listen, do not romanticize anything because he certainly won't. Where I was wrong, Liverpool are fine without their Africans. And it's been a brilliant coaching job by Jurgen Klopp. Congratulations uh, to Liverpool. And they are back in the title race. Uh, Tottenham sensational uh, in beating Man City. Liverpool fine without Mane and Salah. That's absolutely incredible coaching. Where I was right, Romelu Lukaku's not built for the top six. We'll talk about him a little bit later. Hate to uh, go on about it. Can't say, can't say nothing. He's not the guy. He's not the guy. He saw it again. He set a terrible record. And we'll talk about why it was inevitable. I'll tell you why it was inevitable. Stop romanticizing things. I told you this would happen and this is what happens in life. Romelu Lukaku, not the guy. Where I was wrong. Thomas Tuchel, we are halfway into the season now. He still can't find the balance up front. He still can't find the balance up front. The midfield's not a problem. Um, I think Jorginho, unfortunately, isn't a Tuchel-style uh, player, but he's been so good uh, for Chelsea uh, in European competitions that he doesn't really know what to do there. And if you can't find the balance in midfield, it throws everything else off. Christian Pulisic, big question mark. I know they love him in America. Big question mark. Listen... The whole hype now, 
I'm sorry, it's going to have to fade away. Um, you, you need to stay fit and you need to start delivering. Numbers are, are what you need. They paid 70 million pounds for you. You better start delivering. Um, I was wrong about Tuchel. I thought by now the balance would be sorted. Uh, it isn't. Chelsea are going to come third and it just isn't good enough considering how long uh, Tuchel has had. It just isn't. Um, I like trophies. I like cups. But ultimately, you're judged on how good are you in the Premier League. That's the acid test. And Chelsea, nowhere near it. Where I was right, uh, Sadio Mane is king. He's the guy. Brilliant goal on the weekend. He's the guy. He gives you everything. I love Mo Salah. He is your clinical finisher. But I'd rather have Mo Salah leave than Sadio Mane. Mane gives you everything. Work rate, dynamism. And you don't need to worry about the selfish factor. Right? Mo Salah is great when he scores. When he doesn't, he's nothing else. Listen, he scores a lot, so <laughs> it is great. Sadio Mane, full package. Dead right there. He's back again, and he is a champion in Africa. Where I was, where I was um, wrong, Kylian Mbappe, absolutely sensational. If you're a Real Madrid fan, you probably haven't slept all week. That guy is a... He, he terrorized Carvajal. Remember Carvajal had the heart issues, had to stop playing football? Well, that was not helped by Kylian Mbappe jinking left, right, and everywhere. Uh, Leo Messi, where I was right, Leo Messi, PSG was never going to work. One is a mess, one is a legacy player. PSG have no serious intent of making football their intentions. You can't have Neymar as your poster boy and expect me to take you seriously. Listen, Neymar, hugely talented. He's shown me uh, football's not the number one priority there. It's not the number one priority. And I'll finish off with where I was wrong. I thought PSG might actually work a little harder to hang on to Mbappe. But that love story is over. Problem is you committed too hard to Neymar. Mbappe sees that. He knows what's going on. He doesn't romanticize anything. He knows what's going on. Kylian Mbappe is out of the door. And it's all over. It's all over. It's sad. It's sad for PSG because what it tells me is this won't last. I like the sponsorships. I like that it's vibes. But ultimately, it's about the football. Hard to win in Liga 1. And then not be successful in Europe. And then you've got Leo Messi. And he comes around. And Kylian Mbappe is going, why am I the third guy? If anything, I'm the best of the slot and have been for the last 12 months. I love the great Leo Messi. But I understand why Kylian Mbappe is like, this is a shambles. This is a shambles. Why am I the third choice? Did you not see me win the World Cup at 19? As a star. Get rid of Neymar. Pay me and let's uh, get this thing going. But I was wrong. Mbappe. Off to Madrid. That's where I was right. That's where I was wrong. Really, really interesting stuff. Really, really interesting stuff. And, you know, what's an, an interesting thing for me is... Stan Kroenke gets such a hard time, right, from the Arsenal fans. And 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 I, I don't like that people always reduce the negativity down to um, sort of Robbie and the guys on AFTV because they're, they're not the issue, right? The negativity has existed at Arsenal long before them, by the way, long before AFTV. Robbie and the guys have been supporting Arsenal for a long, long time, right? You can It's easy to blame AFTV. Now, I don't think that's the problem because the problems exist. Arsenal's problems will exist whether AFTV exists or not. Just the fact that they talk about it, you know, it's almost like saying I've got relationship problems 
Don't talk about it. They'll go away. That's not how it works in life. Your problems are still going to exist. It's just that Robbie and them are highlighting them. And they're real fans. And fans should have a say. I'm sorry. This idea that there's a certain echelon, you have to be on a big network or whatever to have a say, is absolute nonsense. If anything, those people are often very disconnected and biased if you work at big networks because most of the billionaires are in bed with the networks. We know this. So Arsenal's issues are not Stan Kroenke. They're not the Kroenkes. Stop it. The Kroenkes are billionaires. They know what they're doing. And as you've seen with the LA Rams, they'll move a team. They built a $7 billion stadium. They have leveraged their team to the hilt. They've sold their future for now. And they are Super Bowl champions. Jalen Ramsey, Matt Stafford, Aaron Donald, who they will pay because he'll go nowhere. They are loaded. Cooper Cup. They've got to pay him. They'll pay him. They'll find a way. Creative accounting. Real thing, by the way. Uh, the NFL, not sure how these uh, GMs make money work, but they do make it work. And the Cronkies are not the issue. So I, I'm so sick and tired of Arsenal fans saying, get the Cronkies out. No, what you should have been saying was get Wenger out the day he said top four was a trophy. Because from that day, you eroded the culture of winning at Arsenal. Whether you like it or not, that's what happened. So very weird to me. It's, it's weird. And, you know, the billionaire conversation is one thing to have on its own. But these are people who are hugely invested in themselves. And by the way, billionaires have big egos. You want those people around because they hate being wrong. They hate losing. And as Arsenal fans, I don't know why you'd want to alienate the ownership. Now, listen, are they Roman Abramovich? No, because there's only one Roman Abramovich. Right? There's only one Roman. Roman got it right. Roman is, he's the Microsoft of owners. There's only one Bill Gates. There's only one Bill Gates, right? Bill Gates has got it right. I know now the cool thing is to be sort of on Apple and, and whatever, but Bill Gates is so far ahead, right? You, you look globally at Windows numbers. It's just, he's so far ahead. And that's Roman Abramovich. Roman was the first billionaire, like big time foreign owner, and he got it right. And he's ahead of the curve. Sometimes it's better to be first than best. And Roman is that. The Cronkies are trying to catch up. And, and now there's more legislation, right? You've seen Amanda Stavely wanted to come in and spend the GDP of the world, but they've made rigid rules now. Um, financial fair play is whatever it is. The Cronkies can't just bring over $10 billion and spend it now like Roman did at the beginning. Can't happen, won't happen. And I think you've seen that they know what they're doing. And it's the same as in life, right? It's like if you make mistakes in life, you're going to have to take some time to stabilize. Like that's just how it works. If you spend 10, 15 years being mediocre, making mistakes, right, making terrible, massive mistakes over and over and over, Arsenal is a living, breathing thing. Just like real life, Arsenal is a living, breathing thing. Your character is your behavior that's been repeated, right? And Arsenal for 15 years have been mediocrity. You don't just snap your finger from being mediocre and being undisciplined and making awful decisions to being a blue chip company, to being a five star human being, to being a, be a better dad, a, a better mom. I'm sorry, it doesn't work that way. A better son, a better boyfriend, girlfriend. That's not how life works. Life is all about small steps, right? And you compound on those over time. And it's what the Cronkies have been doing. And now they've done it with the Rams. And now they're going to do it with Arsenal. 
And I was totally wrong about how long that would take because they've spent two seasons actually recovering. You're seeing year three of the Cronky project. And listen, you've got to be a hater if you're not saying Arsenal, uh-oh. Because they're on their way. You see how these young boys are playing. Emil Smith-Rowe. Don't lie. You see it. You see what Arteta's doing. You see what White has done from the Ben White has come in at the back there. And he's playing that uh, uh, sort of libero. Fantastic passing from the back. You see what they're doing. And that's all the Cronkies. And it is a rigid business plan. And they aren't moving. I'm sorry. Like, like, I love fans. I'm a fan myself. I come from a working class family. But when it comes to big business, I'm going to listen to the billionaires over myself and other people. Listen to smart people. The Cronkies are smart. Arsenal fans must stop buying into this nonsense of the Cronkies being the problem. Arsenal's the problem. Way before the Cronkies. Way before. AFTV is not the problem. The inner circle at Arsenal has been a problem for a long, long time. Let me tell you something. If you're into history, you'll know this for a fact. Empires don't collapse because of enemies. No empire in the history of mankind has collapsed because of enemies. That's not how it collapses. The rot starts from within. The Roman Empire, arguably the most powerful empire of all time before the British Empire came along, right? And still arguably even with that, where was the collapse? Right? They were winning. They were winning at life. And then they started eating too much and celebrating too much. And the bank went bankrupt, essentially. Rome was bankrupt because all they were doing was feasting and having Olympics and orgies and all of this. And Rome collapsed. They forgot about the army. And then the barbarians came. And we know what Brutus said. Arsenal collapsed from the inside. They gave Arsene Wenger far too much power. And ultimately, Manchester United did the same thing. Folks, don't romanticize anybody. Look at the smart businesses. It's why Microsoft, people, people thought Steve Jobs has gone, oh my God, things are going to fall apart. Please. Great businesses, not good businesses. There's lots of good businesses. There's lots of good girlfriends. There's a lot of, a lot of good moms and dads. Great people don't idealize themselves. Because really, right, and Jack Welch talks about this all the time. Really what you want to do in business. When you're doing your job, you should be empowering everybody around you to replace you. That's what Jack Welch said. If you don't know who Jack Welch is, I can't help you. General, General Electric, go and look him up. He said, if you're doing your job to an elite level, you are, you are empowering people to replace you. Arsene Wenger did not do that. Sir Alex, I love Sir Alex Ferguson. He did not do that. What does that lead to? Collapse from the inside. Folks, you want to win in life, don't fall in love with yourself. Man United fell in love with themselves. Arsenal fell in love with themselves. And now they're here. And the Cronkies are trying to rebuild a mess. So shout out to them. They got Bukayo Saka. Listen, put it on his shoulders because that kid is sensational. And Romelu Lukaku uh, for Chelsea absolutely collapsing. Absolutely ridiculous. All right, I want to move on to this. All right, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, and KD. It's all over. And my favorite words in the world are the following. I told you so. I love saying that. 
I love saying I told you so. I'm one of those people. I told you so. So, you know, I, I never say sorry in life. Like, I'm not big on apologizing because I think apologies are a behavior. They're not words. Because it's very easy and it's it serves you as the person apologizing when you apologize. It doesn't actually serve the person you're trying to apologize to. Sorry is such an easy word to say and then walk away from it. right? Because I'm really big on behavior. You know, over the last... 12 to 18 months, I've learned a lot of lessons in life. And even in America, I've, le- I've learned a lot of lessons. People say one thing, right? But I'm not interested in that. I'm interested in what people do. Stop, like, like I'm old enough. I'm 35 years old. I've seen nonsense. I've worked in the, in the sports world. So I know what BS looks like. And even I'm blind to it still, right? I still, I still get blindsided. You know, I, I kind of think to myself, I'm, I'm detached emotionally, but I still fall for it. I still fall for people, their romance, what they say. But one thing the last 12 months has guaranteed me is people are not who they say they are. They are their behavior. If you're sitting at home listening to this, it's tough because it's a tough thing to hear, right? I had to hear it from somebody who, and I hear it constantly from a mentor. You are not what you say you are. What have you done? And you look at that, the median of that is what you are. So I always say to people who will listen, be very careful of people who tell you they're a good person. Right? That's why I've said to people before, and I've said it uh, on public platforms, I, I cannot stand anybody who calls themselves a philanthropist. Because if, if you're a good person, just be a good person. Don't tell me. Don't, don't, don't worry about it. And if you are telling me, why are you telling me? I'm not saying don't spread good news, don't highlight other people. But once again, if you are the people's champ, the people will celebrate you. Nelson Mandela didn't walk around going, I'm the best man to ever live, right? Because his behavior was so powerful that the people said, hey, we need to put this guy on a pedestal. And that's what will happen. If you are a good person, people will make sure, right, over time, because people are not stupid, as much as people think they are, they will celebrate you. So be very careful of people who tell you they're a good person. Kyrie Irving is one of these people. He makes me very, very nervous. I, I honestly, I do worry about that type of personality because he's so desperate to be loved. And I don't know what his childhood was. I'm not a psychologist. I don't know where that, that yearning for a hug comes from. But the difference between him and LeBron James is that LeBron has never said, I want to be an ambassador for Black Lives Matter. I've, LeBron has never said these things. He's acted on those issues. And by the way, the thing about LeBron is he knows how divisive those issues are. But he acts, he's actively in the movement for the black society in America. Now, whether you agree with it or not, that's a separate issue. That's not what I'm here to discuss. I'm a talking head for sport. Right? But the, the thing about natural leaders, Nelson Mandela, Martin Luther King, LeBron James, these types of guys, they're not asking anyone's permission and they know there's going to be blowback, by the way. Because when you step into that realm that LeBron steps into every day, Black Lives Matter, I can't breathe. He's LeBron knows that that's going to divide the world, not just America. There are people who sit on both sides of the fence, by the way, of all the races. So LeBron knows that I can't say it, I have to live it. 
and put up with everything that it comes with. Kyrie Irving doesn't want to do that. He tells everybody that this is about much more than basketball. Oh, is it? Is it about more than basketball, Kyrie? Or is it just about you? Because the, it's so selfish for a person to get $20 million a year guaranteed and to not vaccinate. This is not a vaccination issue. It's about sacrifice. Right? If you want to win in life, I really don't care what your take is on certain situations. Are you contributing to winning? Folks, I'll tell you this. Actions tell you who people are. Stop. Listen, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, mom, dad, I don't care who it is. If somebody keeps saying something, but they keep behaving a certain way, listen to the behavior. Watch the behavior. Forget about what they say. Words are so easy. Kyrie Irving says this is about more than basketball. This is nonsense. This is about Kyrie Irving. I know what self-centered people look like. I'm self-centered. So I know when Kyrie Irving's like that, I'm like, oh, I've seen that. I remember I'm like that. So I know what that looks like. Kyrie, don't BS us. Don't do that. But what's worse is don't BS yourself. The problem with people like Kyrie Irving is that he's incredibly talented. Nobody can deny that. He's an enigma. And when you have that level of talent, you can do whatever you want, really. There, there are very rarely consequences in life for that level of talent. Very rarely. He's made $150 million. He doesn't really need the money from the NBA anymore. Listen, $20 million every, every year isn't going to hurt. I don't know. Hopefully he's looked after his money because after the NBA, nobody's going to want to work with Kyrie Irving. Trust me. The only reason they tolerate him is, I've said it, production tolerance. He's still producing at an insane level. He's still an enigma. And he still gives you a chance to win if you can get his mind right. But then there's another side to the Brooklyn Nets, right? And he brought with him Kevin Durant. And both of these two are, are really, really interesting people to observe. Because I've always said in life, character over talent. And I say always, probably over the last five years, that's become really interesting to me as a conversation. Character over talent. And I've watched Kevin Durant. Right? I watched him go to Golden State and I thought, okay, that's interesting. And obviously there was negative blowback and he didn't like that. He's very, very sensitive, which is strange. I was like, wow, you're the best player in the NBA, arguably. Look how sensitive you are. He didn't like that blowback. And I was like, oh, here comes trouble. So he got two championships. All right, two-time MVP, shot the shot over LeBron. But that's because you had the character of Steph and Draymond doing all of that. But that blew up pretty quickly. And then you go back to OKC. Everybody likes Russell Westbrook. Right? Maybe not as good a basketball player as people say he is. Uh, a bit of a stat padder, but okay, different conversation. But Russell Westbrook is well-liked. KD went flaky on that situation as well. So that's two times now he's upset a solid... I mean, listen, Westbrook's solid. Solid human. There's nothing off the court with Russell Westbrook. It looks like he's all, he's all basketball all the time. So it's interesting to me that Kyrie and KD left winning situations because Kyrie left LeBron, right? He said, I want my team, I want to lead. He now knows and has apologized to LeBron saying leadership's hard. But you know what's interesting to me about self-centered people and KD and Kyrie are, and, and I guess you have to be in some sense to get to the NBA. 
But it's interesting to me that they left winning situations so that they could be the guy. That tells me everything about you in life. Selfish. Why did Kevin Durant leave Golden State? What, just because he wasn't going to be as loved? And he said this, by the way, quote, unquote. He said, I will never be as loved as Clay, as Draymond, and as the great Steph Curry. But why do you care about that if you could have won four or five championships? Because really, there, folks, again, here's the behavior. Me over the winning. Okay, I'm fine with that, by the way. I'm fine with it. Kyrie Irving said, I want to leave LeBron James. Can't express myself. I want my own team. Went to Boston. Disaster. Absolute disaster. And now here he is. Finds himself in Brooklyn. Brought Kyrie with him. Too sensitive. Selfish. They are both selfish. Because they're not about winning. If you're about winning, you stay in Golden State. It's a great situation. They're young. They're at their peak. And KD takes two or three more titles easily. But no. He says, Draymond was mean to me. I want to leave. I've got burner accounts. Insecure guy. And, and by the way, if you're insecure, there's no helping you. There's no helping anybody. And there's no amount of money in the world that'll, that'll ever fill that void. LeBron James is not an insecure dude. For God's sake, he's, he's going bald. And he's like, hey, no problem. I'm the biggest star in the world. You know, I'll do the hippies at the front. I've done a shambles of a job at the back. I'm going bald. But whatever, I'm going to rock it. No burner accounts, though. No burner accounts. Kevin Durant has burner accounts. Isn't that a mess of a situation, those two? And then you've got to come to James Harden. James Harden's well known to like uh, the adult uh, entertainment <laughs> night scene, right? Folks, these are three people that were basketball second. And, and listen, KD, KD's not a bad person. But he likes other stuff. And he's insecure. He can't lead. He's not a leader. Kyrie's not a leader. And James Harden's not all in. He's all talent. I've heard basketball people talking and saying this is the greatest collection of scoring talent in the history of the NBA. In the history of the NBA. But talent is not enough. Talent is not enough. And these three, not one of them is a leader. Because leadership is all about... There's nothing... That's interesting in leadership if you don't sacrifice. No ego. If you want to lead, if you want to be a Roy Keane, right? You've got it's all, all team all the time. Don't be cool guy. Problem with these three is they all want to be cool guys. Kyrie Irving wants to be the next Nelson Mandela and he wants to tell you about that. Sorry, it's not how it works. Is first go and do the behavior to be Nelson Mandela and we will tell the world for you. But you keep telling us you want to be Nelson Mandela. I don't want to vaccinate. Why? Why don't you want to vaccinate? There's other players who have vaccinated. They're fine. All of a sudden, Kyrie Irving, doctor, is that, is that what we're doing? No, you're selfish. It's about you. It's got nothing to do with human rights or freedom of choice. And by the way, there is no freedom in life, by the way. People who tell you about absolute freedom, get away from those people. There is no freedom without civil rights, societal rights. Individualism is nonsense. You cannot be absolutely free because when you let people do what they want, this is what happens. People get obese, right? That's what people do. You, you leave them to their own comforts. People get obese. People get into themselves like Kyrie Irving. You need society to keep pulling you forward. Selfish. James Harden, I want to go out at night 
and go to strip clubs. Selfish. Sorry, it has to be said. Selfish people. You know why Steph Curry wins? You know why LeBron keeps winning over and over and over? Winning first. The rest will come. Winning first. But these three was a collection of great talent. Low character. Low character in terms of the sporting field. In terms of the sporting field, I'm sorry. You won't find better talent. But the sporting character, non-existent. All three. Winning come second. I mean, KD has burner accounts. Are you kidding me? What is he, a 16-year-old girl in high school? Burner accounts. You paid $100 million a year, and you're still this insecure. But again, money won't solve your character problems. And Brooklyn learned the lesson that talent cannot overcome character flaws. Since I've taken that into my own life, it's made my life so much better. Because here's what's happened, right? We let good-looking girls and boys get away with stuff. And I used to as well. Like, And I probably still will. Better-looking people get away with it. These three are the supermodels of the league. And with better-looking people, you overlook. They're a bit nasty to the service people. You're like, ah, nah, I can change him, change her. No, you can't. And you know what the problem with all three is? They've been paid. So with men, I can't speak for women. With men, when you pay men, I'll tell you what you're doing. You're validating their behavior. Kyrie Irving, when the Brooklyn Nets gave him his money, they say, ah, what you did to LeBron, what you did in Boston by upsetting the cattle cattle cart there, no worries. We'll pay you. doesn't matter. Keep behaving like that. It's okay. Absolute insanity. And for the Nets, you got what you wanted. You got what you wanted. All three very flaky uh, characters And now James Harden will be on his second team or third team this year or this season. (laughs) Incredible. Just incredible. Let's hope the nightlife is up to his standards in Philadelphia, by the way. If I'm the Brooklyn Nets, I want to finish off on this. Keep KD. Right. Get rid of Kyrie Irving. No matter what the cost, get rid of him. It's diminishing returns at this point. You've got half a player. And also, I don't care if the laws change. I understand that it's a talent business. Kyrie's not going to win anywhere. Don't worry about it. Wherever he goes, he's going to upset people. Let him go. KD, he's a basketball player. He just wants to win. But he needs to be babysat. It was great when you got Draymond and Clay and Steph to babysit him. Steve Kerr, highly intelligent, hugely respected within um, the world of the NBA. Steve Kerr said coaching KD was like walking on eggshells. Can't win in that environment, not sustainably anyway. And what it does, it tells you, listen, Stephen Curry, high character, because to have dealt with this guy, and now it's coming out, it's like, it's coming out with KD now, right? It's coming out now. It's like, okay, a little bit of a nightmare, but uh, probably the best player in the league right now. I love LeBron, but I think KD right now, when he's playing, he's the guy. So you tolerate it, production versus tolerance, and the Nets are a mess. Get rid of Kyrie Irving. Because I think you've done well to get rid of James. Selfish, doesn't work out, and we see what he looks like. He came into the season out of shape. Can't play your way into shape. He's 32 years old now. You know why LeBron is LeBron? Because he comes into the season fitter than anybody maybe in the world. 
maybe in the whole world. Outside of Cristiano Ronaldo, there is no guy who puts it in like LeBron James. Talent will not overcome character flaws. Brooklyn Nets learning the hard way. It's incredible to me. Billionaires keep making these mistakes. But hey, that's that's business, baby. They'll tell you in America that that's business, baby. That is business. Hey, I'll tell you what's big in America. Sandwiches. They like sandwiches here. Like footlongs and stuff. They do like that. I've had a few sandwiches. Haven't really worked out since I've been here. Um, but this week in Kansas, I'll be there for a week. So I'll find a gym and I'll start running. Haven't worked out at all in a week and a half. It feels absolutely dreadful, by the way. Absolutely dreadful. I didn't think... I've never thought about not exercising and how it makes me feel. Well, now I know. Dreadful. Not exercising makes me feel absolutely useless and horrendous. And there's really no excuse. I mean, there is a gym at this hotel that we're at. Uh, I could have probably gotten on the Watt bike. But from to, from tomorrow, I've got to get back on it. Otherwise, we, we're mucking about. Well, what are we doing here? What are we doing? So from tomorrow, I'll give you some updates as I'm running. Uh, you can look out on uh, Strava. I'm Mbolelo Tinta on there. You can go and follow me. Because um, I do have a 100K race coming up, by the way. Oh, boy. It's, uh, it's less than two months away. I- I'm not sure what kind of shape I'm going to be in for that. That's in South Africa. Not sure if I'll be back in South Africa yet. We'll see how the rest of this goes. Hey, could be back in South Africa in, in a month. Less than a month at this rate. We, we, we don't know what's going on. So I'll keep you posted there. But I do need to start training. Otherwise, that 100K is going to be murder. It's going to be murder on the dance floor. And 100Ks are not fun when you're not fit. I mean, they're not fun at the best of times. But when you're not fit, it is death row. So I'm going to have to get back in the gym. I'll keep you updated on that. Tough. Tough when you're traveling. But no excuses. You know, I always say in life, everything's your fault. No excuses. I've been a bum since I've been here. It's been a week and a half of not exercising. Disgusting. Two weeks, actually. I've been in America two weeks. I forget this. Two weeks and a bit. Disgusting. Luckily, though, I've got a pretty good base. So I haven't felt any weight being put on, even though I've been eating sandwiches. Lots of sandwiches here. Um, yeah, big. there's big branches everywhere. And there's like five or six restaurants that dominate America from what I can see. And they are everywhere. I mean, I'm not going to mention their names. If they want to be on you, you got to pay. You know what I'm saying? I mean, th- this is my business. I'm not an American holiday. But yeah, lots of sandwiches here. Lots of footlongs here. Um, extra ingredients. They will just throw them in there. It's not measured, by the way. They will just throw extra, uh, I don't know, whatever, salami or whatever in there. American cheese. Not so good. Mm-mm. Not so good. Tried it. Not good. Not good. Stay away from that. Unless you like junk food, by the way. Because then, America's the place for you. I went to Whole Foods. Um, and Jeff Bezos is a champion. Because Whole Foods is my kind of thing. You know what I mean? Walked in there. There's great air temperature control. Walked around. Very douchebags. Music in the background. Um, you know, the organic fruit is everywhere. Big thing here, organic in America for uh, Whole Foods. So I kind of like that. I'm like, okay, I see what Bezos is doing here. Um, organic mangoes, saw those. I was like, all right, that's, that's, that's what's popping. That's what's popping. So, um, organic. I got all organic. I'm getting my tomatoes organic. You know what I mean? I couldn't find a Whole Foods here in Cleveland. Apparently it's about five miles from where I am. I say, ah, oh, I'm not going to travel 10Ks to go to a shop. 
But moving forward, I will locate Whole Foods immediately when I land wherever I am, do a shop, and then move on from there. So that's what's going to happen because for going forward now, I am going to have to start training quite intensely because I've essentially missed all of February, right? I wasn't training that hard in South Africa, and now it's been two weeks of absolutely nothing. My fitness base is going to be nowhere. It's going to be murder. But uh, that is the update. But I haven't put on any weight, which is which is good because I'm still I'm not like full on eating nonsense. Uh, the week one I did try and find a Whole Foods. When we were in Philadelphia, I found one. All good. Keeping it real. Keeping it real. So let's finish off on this. Um, <laughs> Tottenham, by the way, can't believe they can't believe what Harry Kane did. He done. He, he done did it, didn't he? Go go on, Harry. Go on, Sean. Brilliant header. What a game. Man City, Tottenham. We'll talk about that tomorrow and what that means for the league and everything else. But on the same day, Romelu Lukaku, very, very interesting situation happened there. All right. Romelu Lukaku, seven touches in the entire football match. That's 90 minutes, by the way. 9-0 in a dominant team, the champions of the world, champions of Europe. So it's not like you're playing for Burnley. Champions of Europe, champions of the world, Chelsea Football Club. Look, here's what I've said about Romelu Lukaku before. And I have to be, because I, I, I do think about this more and more. I mean, I talk to people that are more sensitive than I am. And, and I'm not a sensitive person. I, like, I, I just, I hate people who portray themselves as overly sensitive or, or, or overly anything. Like, I am what I am. Or like, whatever, you, you know. I think I'm not the best person in the world, but I don't think I'm the worst person in the world. I'm somewhere in between. I I think I'm just a normal, selfish person. Like most people, all people are selfish, right? But on the sensitivity scale, we get people that are super sensitive, super anxious, you know, super connected to other people's feelings. And then somewhere on the other side of the scale, you get people like myself where I'm like, okay, well, bad stuff happens in life, you know. Can I do anything about it? Possibly. Am I going to do anything about it? Probably not. You know, I've got my own problems. Whereas other people, more sensitive people, they want to help every single situation and whatever. There's no right and wrong in life. There's just a way to do your thing, right? So I'm not a sensitive person. But I do know sensitive people. I do know sensitive people. Very, very sensitive people. They are in my life and life's not perfect, all right? I mean, unless you are a psychopath and you want to disconnect yourself from everybody, whatever, that's also your thing. Please don't murder people. That's still bad. I think murdering, very bad. Please don't murder anybody. I don't care if you're self-centered or you're a psychopath. Like, if you're a real psychopath, just live on your own somewhere. Go to the shops, leave. Please, there's no need to be ugly to anyone. Get out of there and don't murder them. Please, if you're listening to this and you're a psychopath, don't murder anybody. I, I really, really, really cannot stress that enough. Do not murder. But the thing about sensitive people, and we're talking in the context of big business here because that's what football is. Sensitive people need extra attention. Right? They do need extra attention. And footballers are still human beings. Right? But if you are sensitive, and I know we live in a different time where you want to deal with the whole human being. But there's a level of help and then there's a level of you must help yourself. Especially if you want to win. There's a reason why Berkshire Hathaway employ from Harvard 
these big companies go to Harvard. You know why? At Harvard, they're preparing you for nobody cares about how you feel. Can you get the job done even if your life's hard? Because one with sensitive people is if they have one bad moment, they live in their feelings. And by the way, you can train yourself to deal with your emotions. If you're sensitive and you're listening to this, you'll be saying, you'll be going crazy. You'll be saying, you don't understand. It's a different time for mental health. You're right. I don't understand. Right? But I'm a pretty charged person and it led me down a certain direction for 28 years of my life. Until I had certain people step into my life and help me look at why I feel the way I feel, how it's affecting me. And when it affects me, it affects other people. So if you're sensitive, you can actually work on that. Now, it'll be hard to hear that because if you're a sensitive person, you'll just go, oh, the world's hard, right? You don't understand. And if that's your take in life, well, then I can't help you anyway because you can only help those that want to be helped. But sensitive people need extra attention. And you know what that leads to? It's not a very efficient way to do things. So in real life, yes, these people need attention and it's important that we engage with people. In sport, when I want to win the Premier League, though, I don't have time for that. There's a reason why very few people get to be the striker at Man United, at Real Madrid. You can't be sensitive there. There is no room to be sensitive in football, especially at that end. Yeah, you want to go muck about at Leeds, you know, Aston Villa, Burnley. You want to go muck about, we can deal with you as a person and, and, and whatever happens. You want to be at the very, very top, at Chelsea, at Man United, at Arsenal. You want to be there? There is no room for you to be sensitive. You need to help yourself. Because Thomas Tuchel has enough to do without having to deal with Romelu Lukaku's sensitivity. And by the way, I want to be clear at this point. There is nothing wrong with being sensitive. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying you can't be a sensitive person just because I'm not sensitive. What I'm saying is you cannot be sensitive and be Chelsea's number nine. There you have to make a choice. Because anywhere where there's hundreds of millions of pounds involved, right, there's a brutality. People will resent you, whether it's the fans, right, it's other clubs, it's other people. And by the way, when billionaires pay you tens of millions of pounds and they pay 100 million pounds for you, Roman Abramovich is not thinking about Romelu Lukaku, the person. He's an asset. And Roman doesn't want to hear about your sensitivity and your issues with your mommy and daddy. That's not what Roman Abramovich pays for. He's got his own problems. He's trying to beat Stan Kroenke. He's trying to beat John W. Henry. He's trying to uh, beat the Emiratis. He's competing with other billionaires with all the resources in the world. Marina has no time for that. That's not her business. Now, I understand institutions want to develop people and all of that. Cool. That, that's fine. But the first team is not a place to go and develop your character. That's what under 18s for, 21s are for, 23s are for. When you get to the first team, we cannot have you emotionally unstable. It just ain't going to work. Right? You're seeing it with Brooklyn. And I just want to say this. And as I was preparing this, I, I knew that this would be a tricky one to put out, but it's how I feel on the Romeli Lukaku situation and in life in general. Because I've had a lot of time to think while we've been traveling here. All right? You can't win in life if your emotions run you. 
You can participate in life because winning is about consistency. Right? The great Eliud Kipchoge has said it magnificently, right? Only the disciplined ones are free. If you are not disciplined, you are a slave to your emotions and to your moods. And that's Romelu Lukaku. How he feels is how he plays. And you can't win at the top of that. Because he responds to not being voted in the top five in the world. We heard him at Euro saying, why am I not considered as one of the best in the world? That's because you have to say things like that. Like KD. Like KD's never going to get the same love as LeBron. Kyrie. You should never say it. If you have to say, why am I not considered? That's the reason you're not considered. People aren't stupid. But the simple rule is that you cannot win in life if your emotions run you. Because you've got to be a grown-up. What do you think? Your, your, your mom and dad don't want to just do what they want to do their whole lives. Of course they do. So when you're six, you can eat sour worms for breakfast. When you're 36 and you're still eating sour worms for breakfast, that's ridiculous. Because all you're saying is, I feel like this tastes nice, so I'm doing it. That's a baby. Grow up. Get some whole food in you. Romelu Lukaku has never grown up. He's a man-child. He's a man-child. That's what he is. Folks, I'm sorry. I cannot help you. If you're an emotional person, it's very difficult for me to connect with you. Right? And I don't know what to do about this, but I know people at the top end. Control your emotions. And Romelu Lukaku is unable to do that. His talent's not the problem. He's a monster of a player. When he's right, which is very rare. Which is very rare. Emotionally, Romelu Lukaku is not built for the big time. How do I know that? Because I've been watching football my whole life. And I've watched his career. Remember, he started at Chelsea. People say, yes, you're wrong. He was at Inter Milan. I've supported Inter Milan since I was nine years old. So I know Inter Milan. But actually, Serie A was perfect for him. That's his level. You know why? Because Serie A is the third league in, in Europe. Third biggest league. You can go and hide there, really. No one's... I like the Serie A, but I mean, you can go and hide in Serie A and be the star. But I've said this before. Putting a dumb kid in a dumber class doesn't make that kid smarter, by the way. Just because you're getting better marks in a dumber class, it does not mean you're smarter. That's what happened with Romelu Lukaku. Because at, at Serie A, right, you can, be, you can be just above mediocre at the moment, which is what he's been. He's been, he's been above mediocre because he should be scoring those goals in Serie A. Come on. Third biggest league, it's perfect for him. He's emotional. They'll respond to that. They'll pander to him. Because that's what you have to do with emotional people. You have to pander to them. And when they're talented and they're emotional, like Kyrie Irving and Romelu Lukaku, then you really have to pander to them. And I think Roman made a mistake and he realizes it. And if you don't believe me and you say, okay, that's anecdotal. When was the last time Romelu Lukaku was successful? Everton, West Brom. You know why? Because there's no demand there. See, emotional people don't do well as soon as you put demands on them. Especially if they live in their emotions, by the way. There's no demands at West Brom, at Everton. You're the king. You're the king that everything was built for you. 
Romelu Lukaku loved it there. Of course he did well because then he there's no reason for him to be emotional. There's no pressure. What happened when he was at Man United? It fell apart. You know why? Because at Manchester United, they don't care about Romelu Lukaku. They've had Cristiano Ronaldo. They've had Wayne Rooney. They've had Carlos Tevez. They've had Patrice Evra. They've had Rio Ferdinand. He's just another guy there. You know, the problem is at Chelsea, they've had Didier Drogba, they've had Arjen Robin, they've had Damien Duff, they've had Joe Cole, they've had John Terry, they've had Ricky Carvalho. He's just another guy there. And they won't pander to him. And you know what that means? He's not getting the extra attention, and that plays into his emotions. And his emotions tell me, if you're not paying extra attention to me, it means I don't matter. If I don't matter, I'm sad. And emotional people will translate that into their performance. It's just how it is, folks. I, like, I, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Everton, West Brom, Serie A, perfect for this guy. He's emotional. They'll pander to him. He'll be the biggest talent. Nobody cares who you are, Chelsea. Thomas Tuchel, quite frankly. I don't think Thomas Tuchel wanted to sign Romelu Lukaku. I think that, that decision came from above him. That decision came from above him. And here we are. And we're struggling. Seven touches in a whole game. Folks, that is an attitude thing. Chelsea are playing fine. They dominated the second half. As the number nine at Chelsea Football Club with Hakim Ziyech, right, with Jorginho, with Conte, with Havertz floating in around you. I watched the game. Uh, seven touches ain't going to cut it. And one was kickoff, by the way. So let's call it six. In the whole game. When your strength is linking players, by the way. His strength, his whole thing is back to goal. Bring ZH into it. Bring Pulisic into it. Bring these guys into it. Seven touches the whole entire game. Two touches in the whole first half. Listen, I want to be very clear because, again, people may hear this and think I'm making comment on his personal capacity. Romelu Lukaku seems like a good guy. I've never heard anything about him off the pitch. But I'm not interested in that. I'm a Chelsea fan, and I go, I want you to perform on the pitch. But it has to get a little bit personal, because I think his personality is affecting Chelsea Football Club now. And this is a good warning, even to Roman Abramovich. Stop pandering to your emotions, because I think this was the second coming of Didier Drogba is what uh, Roman wanted. And <laughs> Roman's got a little bit of the Jerry Jones thing in him. He's just a little bit more of a subtle character. He likes to be friends with the players. And uh, Lukaku's a big deal, right? He is a big deal. He's a very, very big deal in America. He's a big deal with uh, Rockefeller. Big deal, that guy. But ultimately not good enough to be in the top six and most certainly not good enough to be at Chelsea. He's a good guy. He's just a bad fit. He's a good guy. He's just a bad fit. And folks, other than Syria, I don't know where he goes after this. Because also, billionaires aren't stupid. They're going to look at, okay, wait. Man United, it didn't work. Chelsea, it didn't work. Hmm. That's interesting. So the two times he's been at a megastar club, it didn't work. What happened? And billionaires talk. They'll ask around. Coaches talk. Tuchel will tell them. I think we've seen with Tuchel. He does not mince his words, that guy. There's a tension there. There's a massive tension in-house. By the way, being sensitive is fine. 
being sensitive is fine. And I want my teachers to be sensitive. I want my mom to be sensitive. I want my nurse to be sensitive. I want my doctor to be a sensitive person. I don't want my number nine for Chelsea. I don't want my investment banker to be a sensitive person. I don't. Those are the last people I want. Listen, if there's ugly news to tell me, tell me. Tell me. I don't think Rebelli Lukaku can handle, and you've seen this fallout. Why is there still a thing, by the way, about his interview? Get over it. He's a baby. He's a man-child. He is a man-child. And I'm sorry, there's nothing you can do to get away from that. And there's nothing you can do if you're Chelsea Football Club, but admit you made a mistake. Now, I like Marina. Is I've seen from her that she's willing to fire Frank Lampard immediately, by the way. If she sees it going left, I don't think Romelu Lukaku survives this season. And if you're at home listening to this and you're a sensitive person, go and get your tissues. All right, Go and wipe your tears and just think about what I've said. There's nothing wrong with being sensitive until it's time to win, until we're in business. Because we all have problems in life. Like uh, Sometimes I think sensitive people think people like me don't have problems. I have problems. I have to deal with my emotions too, you know. Like just because I'm not as sensitive as you are, it doesn't mean I'm not going through stuff. But ultimately, the difference between people like me and people like you is that I realize that there comes a point where your emotions are only interesting to you. You've got to help yourself. And Romelu Lukaku is not helping himself. And quite frankly, Romelu, at this stage, you got paid 100 million pounds. Uh, you know, Chelsea paid 100 million pounds for you. They pay you 8, 9 million pounds a year. At some, pa- at some stage, pal, grow up. You're a man child. You're, you're earning 20 million pounds a year, including your endorsements. Get over yourself. But I'll tell you again, folks, here's the reality. Money cannot plaster over character flaws. Being sensitive is not a character flaw in real life. Being sensitive when you're the Chelsea number nine is a massive problem. Massive, 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 massive red flag. Massive. Oh. Eric Cantona, not sensitive. Wayne Rooney, not sensitive. Cristiano Ronaldo, not sensitive. Didier Drogba, not sensitive. Killers. You've got to be a killer at the top. Sorry. It's okay to be this when you're at Everton at West Brom in Syria. It's okay. It's okay to be wishy-washy. The talent and expectation levels are much, much lower, and that's okay. Folks, there's a killer in life to all dreams, to all expectations. There is a killer. It's called expectation. Expectation is a killer. Not everybody wants to operate with pressure. I know that. I come from the sporting world, and I know that because I'm a demanding person. Not everybody likes pressure. And that's fine. But then you can't operate at the top and you can't expect to be in winning environments because winning is not fun. See, people like sensitive people want to have fun a lot as well. The most fun in the world, though, is winning. But it's tough to tell you that because it's a grind. Sometimes to win, you've got to invest four, uh, sort of four to five years. 10 to 15 years. Some people, I know a mentor of mine who she only made her money after 35 years after starting her business. Because that's not fun. It's not fun pitching up to meetings and pitching and telling other rich people what you want to do. It's not fun. But what's fun is the result. And people like Romelu Lukaku and sensitive people, you won't get this. 
Because the, the, the part that's not fun feels terrible. It feels terrible to be disciplined. It fe- Listen, I'm a disciplined person. It feels terrible. I'll tell you that for free. But I'm fitter at 35, 36 than anybody you know who's 35, 36. I guarantee you that. Take it to the bank. It's not fun. Romelu Lukaku wants to have fun, have a good time, be loved, have a hug. Right, take that to Montessori. No one cares, pal. And seven touches lets me know that he's in his feelings and he's feeling sorry for himself. Man-child. I have no time for people who feel sorry for themselves. Folks, unless you are caught in, in a terrorist insurgency or you are born in a place in the world where my parents were born, so I don't feel sensitive talking about it at all because my parents are from uh, destitute poverty. So it, it's, it's not a hard conversation to me, to me to have. But my father's a get-on-with-it type of person. It's just how I was raised. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm looking at the world in a very narrow way. But I come from a family where nobody wants to hear it. Shut up and get on with it. And Romelu Lukaku, by the way, I've had enough. It's all over. If you're a Chelsea fan, I'd love to know what you think. Can he come back? Does he stay next season? For me, I think he's gone. Because Marina has shown me she does not play those games. She's seen enough. And I've always, I've always told you this on this podcast. My father has a lot of rules, but one of them, or, or very few rules, high-quality rules. One of them is, he always used to say to me as a young person, and I, I never got it till now, people will always show you who they are. Believe them the first time. Listen, I'm learning that in business in a very, very tough way. Because I, 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 See, my issue, right, is that I, I'm learning to lead as well. And I like to give people opportunities. And there'll be a learning curve in that. Because most people don't have your... And by the way, it's nobody's job to make your dreams come true. Right? I, I live by that. It is nobody's job. So I expect to be disappointed at all times. That's just how I roll in life. It's nobody's job to make your dreams come true. But people are who they are. And I, I, I forgot that over the last year. People are who they are. My father used to say this to me all the time. People will always show you who they are. Believe them the first time. Again, to go back to what I was saying earlier. People are what they do, not what they say. You want to talk about character? You are the things you repeatedly do, not the things you repeatedly say. Romelu Lukaku is showing you, folks. Put me in Everton. Put me in West Brom. Put me in Serie A, the third league in Europe. I'm going to be the guy. Put me in Man United. Put me at Chelsea. Oh, no, 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 no. I don't like that. I don't like that because you're not hugging me. You're not telling me I'm the best. You're not reaffirming me. Folks, money, unfortunately, cannot make up for insecurity. There, there's no amount of money. If you're an insecure person, you think money would change your life. Right? Just, just 10 million will change my life. You are so wrong. And I can tell you, I've been an insecure person. Right? I, I, low character in my 20s. And from 18 to 21, I had more money than God. Horrible human. It didn't change who I was. It exacerbated who I was. Money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you are. And, Ro- and Romelu Lukaku is a great case, right? He's only getting more sensitive. And more woes me the more money he's making. Because money won't change you. It'll make you more of who you are. And sometimes in life, Romelu Lukaku, you've got to take care of who you are. Before you get the money. It's too late now. I told you with men, when you pay them, you're only affirming their behavior. 
So when you paid Romelu Lukaku his sulk at Manchester United, in his mind, you're going, oh, no, no, you can behave like that. No, no problems. No worries, mate. Romelu Lukaku, love to know what people think. Is there a way back if you're a Chelsea fan? Uh, hit us up the MKT show on social media. Otherwise, you can hit me up on the M- uh, on, on all social media, MKT Inspires. Uh, throw me, throw it in the DMs. Is there hope for Lukaku or am I crazy? Am I crazy? M- maybe I'm crazy because I'm not a sensitive person, but I cannot tolerate what Romelu Lukaku has become and where Chelsea are headed with this because ultimately he's going to cost Tuchel his job. Right. Uh, let's finish off on this is that when people pay a hundred million pounds for you, right? They are paying you to solve problems, not to be a problem. He's become a bigger problem than a hundred million pounds now. When people pay a hundred million pounds, it's corporate language. The more money people pay you, the more they expect from you. They won't tell you that, but that's how billionaires roll. So wherever you are in life, by the way, when you get a promotion, please don't think your boss or the owner of the company is saying you're the best person in the world. They're saying, oh, this is what I expect of you now. And it's tough. Not everybody wants to be Eric Cantona. Not everybody can be Eric Cantona, by the way. Not everybody can be Erling Haaland. Not everybody can be David Beckham. It's just not for everybody. Not everybody can be Tom Brady. Listen, not everybody is LeBron James. That's okay. I think Chelsea made a mistake. And I think Romelu Lukaku is a man-child who needs to go back to Syria or Tottenham at its best. At his absolute top level in England, Tottenham's his top level. He's not, I don't believe he's a top six striker. Maybe even Aston Villa might be his level. Tottenham might be a little bit high. I don't see him getting along with Antonio Conte. Not long-term anyway, because Conte puts big pressure on people. Big pressure. And he breaks players wherever he goes. Romelu Lukaku couldn't even live at Man United for five seconds. I'd love to know what you think. What do you think of KD? I'd love to know what people think. Kevin Durant, is he the guy still? These injuries, we understand with these seven-foot guys, he's 6'11", 7-foot. Will he ever come back and be the same guy? And then you say to yourself, he's sensitive. Is he worth the investment if you're Brooklyn? What do you do there? Because you've got to move on from Kyrie. Do you blow the whole thing up? Start again? We'll see how that works out. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are on to Kansas. Tomorrow I will come, uh, well, not live, but on the podcast. I will be uh, in Kansas. Uh, we'll be with the Kansas City. Uh, we'll, we'll go and see uh, some stuff at the Kansas City University, see how they do things. I'm excited to see a world-class institution and how they do things on the inside. Because as I said earlier, is I'm becoming more of a business nerd. I love the business of sport. I mean, listen, don't get me wrong. I love sportsmen. They are my favorite people in the world. I think unless, you, unless you've played sport at the very top level, I don't think you'll ever know what sacrifice is. But that's a conversation for a different time. I, I am biased towards sportsmen. I think they are, they are the warriors and um, sort of the heroes that we need today. Uh, the sacrifice you've got to have just to get to the top is a whole nother level. Once you're at the top, though, you've got to sacrifice another level. And that's why every era, there's only one LeBron. There's only one Michael Jordan, right? Because they even, by those elite levels, sacrifice even more. There's a reason there's only one Steve Jobs, one Elon Musk, one Warren Buffett. The sacrifice at that level, even in the elite levels, these guys sacrifice even more than everyone in their echelon. 
Mark Cuban saw him speak live the other day, by the way. No big deal. He's excellent. Absolutely brilliant. Interesting to see the CEO of um, TikTok speak the other day, by the way. NBA uh, tech event. It's pretty cool. Very, very cool. Hopefully he boosts our channel. I didn't really get to chat to him. Wanted to say, hey, what's happening? I know you're from Singapore. You're a pretty big deal. TikTok not doing too badly. You know, no big deal. We we do some stuff with you guys in Africa. Don't know if you know where that is because you're from Singapore. I'd imagine you've never been to South Africa. But what do you think about boosting our channel? Uh, I tried. I did try when I saw him. All right, ladies and gentlemen, from Kansas tomorrow, my name is MKT. This has been the MKT Show. And from uh, Cleveland, Ohio, for now, we are the hell out of here.